What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, and this is Fresh Invest, the investing podcast powered by Morning Brew and sponsored by Fidelity Investments. Here's what you can expect from Fresh Invest. Each week, I will dive into a massive business topic making headlines and work through the impact that topic has on my portfolio. Fresh Invest is the jet fuel you need as a young investor. And I am so excited for today's topic. Drum roll, please. Big tech. As a young investor, there is nothing more fascinating to me than the information, impact, and implications surrounding the largest technology companies in the world. Think Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Alphabet. Big tech has been on a heater with a string of strong earnings reports in Q3 of this year. From Apple showing strength in its burgeoning services business to Alphabet accelerating its YouTube ad business and Google Cloud revenue. All eyes are on these giants ahead of Q4 results. But I got to be honest, the amount of coverage around and focus on these companies has me on edge. I get they're massive, but are they deserving of the disproportionate attention they get? And as an investor, should I even be focusing on the quarterly performance of these tech titans? I know there are a bunch of young investors like myself who want to make sense of big tech and understand the importance of quarterly earnings reports. So I recently sat down with Fidelity's own Heather Knight, and she answered my most pressing questions. Let's get into it. Heather Knight, thanks for joining me for the conversation. Hey, thanks for having me today, Alex. So we are talking about big tech and technology stocks. Before we hop into it, can you just give me a little bit of background on what you do? Absolutely. So I'm a regional brokerage consultant with Fidelity Investments, and part of my role is to actually educate and work with our newer investors to Fidelity or just clients that might be interested in picking some stocks or they're building their own portfolio. So I help them from a strategy perspective, and I also work from an educational aspect to making sure that they understand how to use the tools that we have have properly. Got it. So it sounds like I'm square in the uh, demo that you typically work with. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, obviously the large technology companies, whether it be Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, the list goes on. These companies are constantly in the media. They get so much of the airtime. Can you share with me just your thoughts on like, if that amount of coverage is warranted, why do these guys and girls get so much airtime? Yes. Actually, the bottom line is that they have made up a significant portion of the returns in the S&P 500 this year, and they make up about 80% of the overall return of the S&P. So that's comprised of those three big stocks, your Amazon, Microsoft, and Apple. So we look at their earnings reports because they're driving the market, and they could be indicators of what might to come going forward. So you talked about earnings, and I want to go a little bit deeper into that for a second. You know, I think of quarterly earnings as like the Super Bowl for stock market junk. But I'd like to better understand how important should this be for me as a young investor when evaluating my portfolio? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. I, I talk to a lot of clients and, and also friends and family about this. It's really important to follow earnings reports uh, for stocks that you own because they tell you how a company's doing. It's essentially a report card. So sometimes it can take a look at that and give us an idea of maybe where future guidance might go. 
So this will inform your decision about how to manage the stock. Do you want to continue to own it? And do you want to own more of it? Do you want to sell out of it? So it really kind of gets us the, the idea truly about how a company is doing and, and what a company reports on from a uh, earnings aspect and what to look forward to from the company itself. I guess I'm just trying to better understand in terms of my portfolio, my existing portfolio, how much credence should I be putting into quarterly earnings in evolving or changing my strategy each quarter? Yeah, so when you own a stock or purchase a stock, let's just say just one individual stock, you really want to get an idea as to why you're buying it and what the profitability of that company looks like. Sometimes you have a lot of people who are just buying stocks, and of course, uh, the more people that buy the stock, then the price of the stock continues to go up based on that. But the price might not actually support the company's revenue or performance. And so listening to and understanding quarterly reports really give you an idea as to what you can expect from the company. It also helps you understand potential risk for the next quarter. So maybe there's something where you say, you know, I don't want to have this much exposure to this stock. Maybe I want to sell out of it this particular quarter and go into something else that might be a little bit more stable for my time frame and for my horizon. I'd love if you could just give me context from the perspective of Fidelity, if there are certain tools that you have internally to help clients like myself understand these earnings reports and how I should be interpreting them. Over the years, Fidelity has really done a good job at expanding the tools that we have and really giving clients and even newer clients just the understanding of how to interpret some of the information that we have, such as the earnings reports. So we do provide unbiased information outside of the physical reports that we source through our research providers. This helps our customers identify some of the trends like um, we were talking about from historical earnings or uh, help people understand what to expect with the next report um, going forward. Some of these tools that we have available on the website will give customers the ability to be able to see that. In addition, we have educational center as well that's phenomenal. This includes articles, videos, webinars, small daily coaching sessions from our trading strategy desk where our customers can ask questions directly. And these are all complimentary services that we provide here to our customers here at Fidelity. And so in thinking about doing research, obviously, and making smart investment decisions, one question I have is, you know, how much should I be relying on the research and due diligence of others versus performing my own analysis? So I'd say that you probably want to spend time doing both because there are sometimes measurements that we may not be thinking of when we go ahead and buy a stock just because we know the company itself or we have a good expectation. We think that the stock's going to be the best stock ever, you know, maybe two to three years, but you really truly need to look at the company itself and make sure that it's actually in line with what your needs are and what your interests are, frankly. Heather, I want to get a little bit more timely. Obviously, we have uh, a world pandemic that really has changed the way that we interact with each other as well as with society. I would love to better understand how should my thinking around investing in big tech be changing or evolving based on what we see happening with this pandemic? Sure. So right now, we have a lot of people working from home. Um, we have a lot of people that are, are buying some of the high-flying stocks, everything technology, and they really don't know why they're buying it. Remember, when we're in Investing in a company, we want a company that's going to be profitable because we want to be able to partake in the upside of that. Again, it's really important to go back to the foundation. What are my risk tolerances? What am I looking to get out of this company and this investment? Like I said before, we all want to make money, but how much am I willing to lose as well? And, and maybe even taking a look at what the time frame is in addition 
to that. So it's really important to focus more so on your strategy at hand. And then in addition to that, utilize some of the tools that we have available to make those informed decisions. And just because technology is a headline and in the news and the stock market today doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the greatest next year. So we want to be certainly mindful as that pertains to our portfolio. Heather, I have one final question for you that I like to ask all of the guests in these conversations, which is let's put ourselves in the shoes of not a 27-year-old Alex, but a 21-year-old Alex. So Alex just graduated from college, moved to New York City, working in financial services, and is generally, let's say, proficient in understanding the financial landscape more broadly, but not at all fluent. What is one piece of advice that you would have for 21-year-old Alex in navigating the financial landscape today? So I think that being 21 is a great time to start the process of really evaluating yourself and what your goals are and creating a portfolio that makes sense for you and even your short-term as well as your long-term goals. So sit down and create yourself with a list of those goals, long-term, of course, and short-term, like I mentioned. And then in addition to that, know what your risk tolerance is. That's going to be extremely helpful. So the other consideration is to work with maybe a financial planner. There's always so many available resources that we have here at Fidelity that we're happy to help out and to make sure that you're on the right track for whatever your needs are. Because every individual investor is different. So all of our needs are going to be different. And we want to make sure that we know that we're keeping that in mind as we start to invest and build our portfolio as a whole. You know, I I feel like it may sound cliche to some, but I, I think history has proven that failing to plan is how you can plan to fail. So I am fully aligned with that. And I think 21 year old Alex would absolutely appreciate the advice. Heather, thank you so much for your time and for your insights. It's really appreciated. Thanks so much, Alex. I appreciate you having me today and hope you take care. You know, I had no idea that three of the largest technology companies in the world are responsible for nearly 80% of the S&P 500's returns this year. And in thinking about my portfolio strategy moving forward, there are two things I need to focus on. The first is that having a long-term thesis is imperative with any investment I make. And unfortunately, recent market runs may not be driven by smart money. The second is that quarterly earnings results can be used to identify longer-term patterns or shifts in strategy that carry longer-term implications. Anyways, I just want to thank you all for tuning into Fresh Invest. Check out fidelity.com slash fresh invest for more information and resources. And make sure to join me next week for our final episode of the season on all things GDP and how the go-to economic figure impacts all of our portfolios. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Morgan Shalewski from Morning Brew. And as the producer of Fresh Invest, I'm here to let you know that this podcast was created on behalf of Fidelity Investments by the Morning Brew Creative Studio and does not reflect the opinions or point of view of the Morning Brew editorial team. Sources are provided for informational and reference purposes only. They are not an endorsement of Fidelity Investment or Fidelity Investments products. Fidelity is a paid sponsor of this podcast, which includes providing Fidelity personnel for interviews and consultations with Morning Brew Creative Studios on content development. Information presented herein is for discussion and illustrative purposes only and is not a recommendation or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities. The views and opinions expressed by the speaker are his or her own as of the date of the recording and do not necessarily represent the views of Fidelity Investments or its affiliates. Any such views are subject to change at any time based on the market or other conditions, and Fidelity disclaims any responsibility to update such views. These views should not be relied on as investment advice, and because investment decisions are based on numerous factors, may not be relied on as an indication of trading intent on behalf of any Fidelity product. 
Neither Fidelity nor the Fidelity Speaker can be held responsible for any direct or incidental loss incurred by applying any of the information offered. Please consult your tax or financial advisor for additional information concerning your specific situation. This podcast is intended for U.S. persons only and is not a solicitation for any Fidelity product or service. This podcast is provided for your personal non-commercial use and may contain copyrighted works of FMR LLC, which are protected by law. You may not reproduce this podcast in whole or in part in any form without the permission of FMR LLC. Fidelity and the Fidelity Investments and Pyramid Design logo are registered service marks of FMR LLC. Copyright 2020 FMR LLC. All rights reserved. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Stock markets are volatile and can fluctuate significantly in response to company, industry, political, regulatory, market, or economic developments. Investing in stock involves risks, including the loss of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC, 900 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. See you next time.